Let's pray. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As we hear what may be familiar to many of us, the narrative of the birth of Jesus, we're reminded at the end of this gospel passage that Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And as we come and celebrate once again the Feast of the Nativity, I think it's that same spirit that we need to enter into the celebration with today, just like Mary did, that we would take to heart what we have heard and that we would ponder these things in our heart. But if we're to do so, we have to think, well, what kinds of things have we been told that she is pondering in her heart? And we know from what we hear in the Gospels that there's a proclamation that today is born for you the Messiah. Today is born the Christ. And it's, it's interesting as we look into the depths of this story how different it is from what people might have been expecting. Because if we said to you, today is born to you the King, Go and look for the king. What would many of us then be looking for? We'd want to find a big palace somewhere to find a child clothed in all the purple garments in a big royal palace. And instead, we find a king clothed much differently as we hear the birth of Jesus. They say, this will be a sign for you. The king that you're going to find, you will find wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, the feeding trough of the animals. Born amongst the people, you won't find him in a palace. You won't find him wrapped in, in gold and purple garments. And right from the very beginning, we see that Jesus is going to be a different king than most of us expect. And what's so exciting about this king is we've been told that the people who have walked in darkness now have seen a great light because God is with us. That this king, our God, desires to be among us and sets aside all of his glory all of his majesty, all of his royalty, all the attributes of Jesus, he sets aside to be born as a child. The most vulnerable and helpless state, dependent upon others for everything. But right from the beginning, we see the depth of love that God has for us. That he wants to be with us. He wants to be among us. And he wants that so much that he would go through the vulnerability of coming among us as a child who will grow up 
and will proclaim a kingdom that's coming. And throughout his proclamation, people are scratching their heads because it doesn't look like the kingdom they think they're going to get. They want things to look everything like the royalty of this world. And Jesus keeps saying, well, you're, you're missing it. You're not seeing what I have in store. And in fact, what I have come to bring is far greater than what you find in the palaces of this world. For the king that we receive today is the king of peace, of righteousness, of mercy, of forgiveness, of love. And once again, we've endured a year with its ups and downs and pandemics and all sorts of things, not to mention all the things that everybody comes here today with that are going on in your lives and your families and our communities. We come and the good news of the gospel is God sees us. God hears us. God is with us. And God himself has reached down and come among us to bring light into darkness. To bring healing and restoration. To bring comfort and peace and joy and life. If we said, well, anybody want to sign up for that? We could use more of that. Every single day we could use that. That's the King who we proclaim today. That's what Jesus came to do for us. And the work that He does and the kingdom that He's ushering in began in this humble way by which God chose to visit a young girl who said yes to the Lord. And as we talked about uh, last Sunday, all strikes against her as far as society was concerned because she was not married and she's poor and she's a woman. And through this willing vessel, God brought forth His Son to set us free, to renew us, to bring us life and peace and comfort and grace. And He doesn't rule like other kings, which is the good news of the Gospel. Because right? if you think about other kings, they're way up here, and in order for them to be high and exalted, what does that mean? It means that there has to be people under them who are not high and are not exalted. And anybody that gets too close to the high and exalted one, then you need to exalt yourself some more or you lose your special place. That's how the kings of this world operate. They're exalted, which means there's a bunch of people that are not. And what's Jesus' message throughout the Gospel to us is this king has come to serve. And that if you want to find out what it means to be exalted, it's to be the most humble. It's to be last instead of first. It's to forgive before you're forgiven. It's all of these things that are the opposite of what we'd expect in a worldly kingdom. And from this humble beginning, all of our lives are changed forever. And it began on a quiet evening without the fanfare except to the shepherds. They're the ones who get the announcement. The whole city doesn't pour out. And they go and see. And Mary pondered all these things in her heart. 
And I wonder if in the days ahead, we might take an opportunity to ponder in our own heart why our life is different because Jesus came among us. What it means that a humble God has given himself, that he's come to serve, that he desires to be among us. What does it mean that he brings peace and mercy and grace and comfort? What does it mean that he brings light into our darkness? What does it mean that he heals and binds up our wounds? And what makes this the good news is there's not one answer. As we ponder that, it's going to mean different things depending upon how God is working in our own lives. And the impact he might have in your life might be different than mine this season. But I should still be pondering, we should all still ponder, why is life different? Why are we here celebrating? Why are we rejoicing? Why did life change forever? Because Jesus came among us. And how would our life be different if he hadn't? And then we look at the ways that we're blessed. We look at the ways that God desires to bring healing and restoration. That we trust that he will be that wonderful counselor, the everlasting God, the Prince of Peace. For today, a child has been born for us who is the King of Kings. And thanks be to God, this king looks nothing like the world expected, but the world was changed forever because of this night. Let us give thanks to God for the presence of Christ in each of our lives. And may we ponder continually what it means that God loves us, that he gave himself for us. And because he came, life is changed forever. That's a mystery that we'll ponder every single day for our entire life until Jesus returns again. But the more we ponder that, the more we come to understand the depths of love that God has for each of us and how close he wants to be for us. And it was demonstrated right from the beginning, right from the birth narrative, all the way to the cross, through the resurrection, and we know he will come again and set all things right. Let us join Mary as we ponder the difference Jesus makes in our life. And may his joy, his love, his comfort, and his peace reign in our lives this night and forevermore. Let us pray. Most loving and gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise for this blessed and holy night. We thank you for the King of Kings, the light who was born into the darkness. May your Holy Spirit teach us day by day who we are in you, the depths of your love for us, and the radical ways in which our lives have been changed forevermore. May we ponder these things in our hearts, and then with joy share the good news with others. And we ask all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.